Well, hello there. You are listening to Jelly and Bean, and this is a show where we talk about all manner of geek topics, tech, movies, TV shows, games, and more. It's hosted by none other than Brandon Maines, an unlikely hero from the distant lands of the United States, and myself, Jelly, a.k.a. Daniel, an Apple fanboy with a heart of gold. Today is Friday, the 31st of January, 2014, and this is episode 59. Hello, Bean. Hello, Jelly. So, I think I think it has to be broached, right, the, the fact that this is our penultimate episode. You, you may want to explain that for the listeners who don't know what that <laughs> word means. Well, it's the second to last. Right. And also by a dictionary. <laughs> We, we decided earlier this year that we were going to see how the show goes when we came back into it. I mean, which you know, you were there. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> this is news to me, he says. And, well, we, we, we decided um, it, it took a couple of weeks and then we basically finally made the decision that we were going to, we, we decided to finish things up and wrap things up for the show. Right. We've, we've been at it for a, over a year now. Like, we started it in, I think, October of 2012, which I think is impressive, right? Like, we, we put a lot of, we've, we've put a lot of effort into it. We, we've done, you know, we've dedicated ourselves to it on a pretty much a weekly basis since, I mean, not since the beginning of the show, but since very early on. Right. And I think it's, I think we, we just, I mean, I decided that it's time to move on to new things and do something, something new. Um, that probably won't be another, another, another podcast, but. You know, I think that was somewhat your feeling as well. Yeah, it was just one of those things that we had, I guess, not that we'd taken all the energy out of the show and, you know, used it for better purposes, but, you know, that we kind of, we got some good stuff out of it and we want to kind of go before we're sitting here by ourselves, rocking back and forth going, yeah, you know, and in, in our 80s going, we're still doing a podcast. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, and and the thing is, is that we got to you, you've like everything has to end, and it's better that it ends now while we're still, you know, still enjoying ourselves than for it to end when we, when we're, you know, hating it. But all that being said, this is this is it. This is, I mean, well, this isn't it. Next week is it, but this will be it. <laughs> <laughs> this is almost it. This is almost it. We're almost there. We decided that we want, well, I decided that I wanted to make it to episode 60 because I like round numbers and I'm weird. And that'll be the end of Jelly and Bean, uh, at least in this in this form. I mean, we'll still, we'll still exist. We just won't be doing a <laughs> podcast. Will, will you still exist? I don't know. I, I was under the impression that once we once people stopped listening to us, we would kind of blink out and fade, like we wouldn't exist anymore. Well, that is the case. We probably should have put on a better show these past, you know, 59 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> indeed, indeed, indeed. Well, you know, guys, stay tuned. We will be around for a little while longer, one episode longer, and also this episode, I guess, if you're counting. But you know, let's so let's you know let's actually talk about some some stuff, some interesting stuff. Well, you remember last week we were talking about Agents of Shield, and uh, you mentioned how they were, what was it, the, the the back nine? They were kind of rearranging, and I do remember that. Yes, making them a bit more exciting, I guess, is is what they were trying to do. Well, they've had some uh, press release seems like the wrong word, but that's probably what it is. They they released a statement about, I guess. A part of the story that's going to happen. Right. Which may be considered a spoiler. 
to some. So if you'd rather not know anything about this, uh, just put your fingers in your ears for about, you know, five, five or so minutes and, and then come back to listen or just skip ahead, whatever. You, yeah. You know, podcasts have like a skip feature. You just have to skip like, let's, let's say five minutes. No, no, no. Ahead. Because if, if we, if we blink out of existence when people stop listening, that means that when they skip ahead, we, we don't exist for those minutes that they're skipping. So therefore they're not allowed to do that. That's really confusing. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what what they've announced is that Mike Peterson, who is, I guess he was the not quite villain, not quite good guy from the first episode, who's come back. He was the one who was um uh, one of the centipede experimentees. Right. Yep. He and he uh, more recently in. The most recent episode uh, that we've seen, he ends. It ends with a shot of him waking up to the, having the little eye thing. Right, right. Mm. So he was back under, essentially, back under Centipede's control. Right. Well, what they've said is they'll be bringing him back. Uh, well, obviously, we see that he's back, but that he'll be coming. I guess be taking on a new role when he comes back. So it's not just Mike Peterson as we know him, but it'll be Mike Peterson as Deathlock, who. If you know your comics lore, uh, is a cyborg killer guy stuff. A cyborg killer guy stuff. Yes, that's that's what it says. You you Google Deathlock, and that's the only the only entry that comes up. It says Cy- cyborg killer guy stuff. Interesting. All right. So look, he's 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 a cyborg, part human, part robot. Uh, essentially, is a killer for hire type character um i think usually in the comics he's at least when he started it's kind of it's kind of a not quite under his control which would of course play well with the whole centipede you know yeah the little eye thing yeah exactly you know basically forcing them to do stuff against their will yeah so he'll have uh oh there we go it is a press release that was the i was right it just i don't like it because it sounds funny. But what Marvel said, it goes, um, transformed into the cybernetic soldier against his will, Mike Peterson must struggle to find the man in the machine with a high-tech eye that allows him to see through walls, super strength, and increased speed courtesy of a cybernetic leg. Will Deathlock fight alongside the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or against them? So, we know he's coming back. We know they're bringing, essentially making a new character out of him. Right. Um, and, and one that I want that's I think probably become a bit more of a, I'm going to say internet here, but maybe more of a fan favorite as of late. Okay. I I know he's one I've known of, like I've heard of Deathlock before and I had a general idea of, you know, robot soldier guy, but he's never been super exciting. But I think recently in the comics, he's been kind of playing a bigger role and there's been like multiple versions of him and all sorts of crazy stuff like that. So I mean I think I think it's interesting. I think this is definitely a way to kind of spice up the series. Right. And they look like it looks like as we were talking about last week, it looks like they're trying uh really hard to to spice things up and make things make things happen. Um I'm really looking forward to it coming back. It's not back this week, but uh it'll be back next week. Yeah, I'm really I'm really keen to to see how this how this back nine turns out. It looks really really interesting. Hmm. Hmm. And I think the other, um, I guess, exciting thing 
about this is that this is them, uh, if if not as much as we'd like, but at least somewhat connecting the show to the rest of the Marvel universe a bit more. Right, which is something that we've wa- we've kind of been hoping to see, you know, because that's what really does make it a Marvel show. But we haven't seen really a lot of yet. It's been fairly separate. I mean, other than the obvious, you know, references to, you know, one of the Avengers every other scene, we haven't seen a lot of a lot of proper tie-ins to the to the um, Marvel universe at large, and. I think we're going to start seeing more and more of this as as the uh, the show continues because you know clearly they're they're trying to you know spice things up and that's one of the ways that they they can do it is by by tying it in and making it feel a lot more important to the to the role uh, to the universe than than what it currently is. Yeah, well, ho- hopefully it's it's the first step of many, and not the only step towards uh, a more combined Marvel universe. Indeed. Indeed. Well, uh, speaking of an, another Disney property or properties, there has been a rumor that's come out in the past week that Pixar will be making a Star Wars movie. Now, first of all, I need to I need to uh, give a shout out to Jono, one of our listeners, who actually told me about this uh, in, in the past week. Well, not necessarily told me about it, but we had a small discussion about it. And I think I th- I don't think my my feeling about this has changed since that discussion, and because that is not something that everybody is aware of, let me explain it for you now. I don't think that that's going to happen. I don't think that will ever happen. Pixar so far has been basically left to do their own thing. They're owned by Disney, but they're their own studio. They do all their own projects. They do all in-house stuff. Every now and then they talk about, oh, maybe they'll do something from this universe. Maybe they'll do something from this Disney franchise. And it never happens, right? They always create something new. You know, there was a rumor for a while there at, the, at one point that they were going to do a Disney princess movie. And that they were going to be doing that. And that's not at all what happened. They they made Brave, which kind of got sucked into you know being a Disney princess movie. But it didn't happen that they were making it as a Disney princess movie before they started like before it was released it kind of happened that it was made and then because it was so popular it got it, it basically got sucked into that kind of universe right to be perfectly honest i don't think that that they will farm something out like like this out to to pixar because pixar do their own thing and they're probably better just being left to their own devices right that being said doesn't mean that we won't get a star wars movie it just means that we're more likely to see it from Walt Disney Animation Studios, not not Pixar. That's true, and, and like I, I do understand that. And yeah, again, again, this is this is nothing but a rumor at this point. So there, there's really no there, there's nothing we can back it up with, right? And I, the only thing I've got to back it, back this up with is is like prior examples. As an example, there's a movie that's currently in in production called Big Hero 6. Um Big Hero 6 is a is a Marvel franchise. It's a relatively I I think kind of small series uh from Marvel uh that has been picked up and pulled into Disney Walt Disney Animation Studios <laughs> for the very purpose of, you know, making a maybe making a cartoon. 
essentially. And this is that's exactly what they're doing. They're animating it 3D. It looked like they've released some shots, uh, some shots of it. It looks amazing. It's more likely that we're going to see stuff like this, where Disney animation actually does stuff as opposed to uh, as opposed to somebody like Pixar, just simply because they have that in house, like they have that possibility in house, and it's still overseen by John Lasseter, who, for those who don't know, he is you know the big wig at Pixar. Um, he also is like in basically in charge of Disney animation. But it's more likely that we'll see the Disney side of things do it than we will see Pixar. And I know people kind of, they like to, you know, stir up these things because Pixar is such a great company that does great movies and stuff like that. But I just don't see it happening. Well, I'm just saying, if it does happen, maybe we'll see like a droids movie in the vein of Wally. You know, it's just throwing that out there. Or or how about where, like, the X-Wings and Star Destroyers can talk, so it's kind of like cars, but in outer space. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That sounds, that sounds terrible. <laughs> Look, I, it, it'll be... I, I don't think it... Like I said, I don't think it's going to happen. I, like, as, as nice as I guess it would be, because, you know, it's a beloved franchise and a studio who seems to be able to do very, very little wrong. Um that to people's minds is a match made in heaven, right? But it's not likely to happen simply because if if anybody's going to pick it up, it will be it'll be Disney's in-house animation studio, not like they're not going to farm it out to the studio that they also own. It's different in the fa- in the way that to to the stuff we were talking about last week, where Star Wars is being um, like the Star Wars comic series is being um, done with by Marvel now or in the future. Yeah, next Whenever year. That starts next year, right? So you know, so they so they're going to be they're going to start doing uh, Star Wars comics, right? Uh, that's a different thing, right? Because Disney doesn't have an in-house comic publisher, but they do have an animation studio. So it's more likely that they'll they'll do it in-house. Yeah, yeah. And again, I think you're right, but it's one of those rumors. It's just fun to have a little think about, entertain some cool ideas. Think about right. think about that. which movie you'd expect Don Cheadle to be in, that kind of stuff. <laughs> I, look, I understand that, and I don't I don't want to like rain on anybody's parade. Although that's exactly what I just did. And I mean, I mean the thing is, is that Disney the Disney Animation Studios has been doing movies that are just as good, if not be- better, in some cases than some of the movies that we've seen coming out of Pixar more recently. Right? Um, Frozen was outstanding. Wreck It Ralph was was really really good. Even like you know some of the, so some of the movies that we've seen have been really really good so i don't see why they couldn't produce a good you know a really good star wars flick as long as it was you know done correctly and done with the you know the correct amount of you know acknowledgement of everything that's come before i guess so, you know that that brings up another topic that i'm going to quickly change this to uh i did finally see frozen yesterday ah right and how did you feel about that i thought it was good but I don't think it was the best Disney movie ever or anything like that. I'm going to say that that will, that is, has been, and will always be Aladdin. Now, I just want to point out that Aladdin is not really a princess movie, which is what I actually referred them to. I mean, Jasmine is technically considered one of the Disney princesses, um, but it's not about Jasmine. It's about Aladdin, therefore the title. What I referred to it in uh, as being in our first episode of the year 
was the best the best Disney princess movie of all time. Okay, that's I can't think of all of them off the top of my head, but that's probably true. If it's not the top, it's if definitely only, up there. If only because of the fact that it is so like it it's it breaks the mold of what most of them are. Like most of them, you know, it, like it's you know fairly typical that. They get themselves into some sort of trouble, but then the end result, somehow, they manage to win the heart of Prince Charming and and co. And it's all about, like, oh, you know, romance and, and love and all that sort of stuff, whereas Frozen is not about those things. It makes you think that it's going to be about those things, and then you realize that it's not, and that actually... It's actually like a like for me. It was really really positive. Like I want as soon as I saw that, I was like, like I was just that much more interested in the movie because I was like, okay, I can see where this is going. Oh, 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 I see. Nice, good. I like that. <laughs> yeah, that was basically my reaction. And then people were like, "Jelly, stop talking. We're, we're in a movie theater." Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, Frozen is. I I still say Frozen is really good. I still say Frozen is the best princess movie that Disney has created. I'll agree. I enjoyed the, I enjoyed the singing, even though the singing voices were too old for the characters. Like, Are they? It, well, t- to me, it's one thing. I think the characters. I'm not sure how old they were supposed to be, but I got the impression they they should have been in their like, uh, I don't know, maybe their late teens, early twenties type thing. Like they were just to all be really young. But obviously, the women doing the voices for them are older and you can tell it when they sing. Uh, Kristen Bell is not that not that much older and uh, she's got a relatively young voice. Not not her, the other one. Idina Menzel. Yes, who um, was Yeah, she is she is who's from a Wicked, little older. Who my, my wife pointed that out like as soon as we started to watch it, she listened for about five seconds of the singing voice and she's like, that's that's uh what is it? Elpsiva? Elpsiva I can't pronounce it. The, yes. the Wicked Witch from Yes. Wicked. And I was like, Yes, yes it is. <laughs> Yes, yes, it is. But yeah, obviously, she's like again the good singing voices, but much more of an adult singing voice than a ah uh, young adult singing voice. That's that's just that's just being picky, man. That's being so picky. They sing like the their the acting that they produced and the singing that they did uh, was was top notch, and so I can kind of dismiss the fact that they were slightly too old for the role, um, especially considering its animation. I think you can kind of get away with that. Well, I didn't say they were too old. I said they sound old. Right. Anyway, Aladdin, number one <laughs> Disney movie, period. Uh, so there's another so, Disney movie that you want to talk about, isn't there? There is another Disney movie that I want to talk about. And uh, we talked about this in our in our movies to look forward to in 2014 holiday special. <sighs> that's, a, that's a mouthful. This movie is Maleficent. And now, if you remember... Um, our impression from from the holiday special was not great, not bad, just not great, and it was kind of eh. I could go and see that, or possibly not. Doesn't really make any difference. I think I gave it about five out of ten jellies, and I think you were roughly the same, if I recall yeah, correctly. Somewhere around there, you you were pretty close to the same, uh, if not spot on um and that was just based off the first trailer now this week uh, this past week we've had a we've had a new trailer come out and 
I've seen it and you've seen it. And personally, I think it's a huge improvement over the previous trailer. Uh, I mean, the trailer may be better, but I don't know if the movie that the trailers are presenting has necessarily improved with these extra scenes. Yeah, but I think my my rating not may may go up a little based on this trailer. Five and a half. No, no, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with six. It's not a huge it's not a huge rise, but the thing is, is that like the, the, just some of the stuff that you, we saw that we didn't see in the previous trailer, and just just the way that the trailer kind of is worked together, made it feel that much more. It made me feel a bit more anticipation about it, right? It made me actually think, oh, maybe I will go and see this. We'll see what I got from the trailer. And, and, and again, it could just be me, but I think because it showed so much of everybody else doing things and essentially just showed Maleficent standing there a couple of times, it's making me worried that it's going to be the type of movie that you thought it was going to be when we first saw the trailer, that it was going to be a movie about every, everything else going on and why she turned bad and all that kind of stuff. But, like, I want a movie that's about her. I do think we're going to get some of that. Although, to be fair, like, some of the scenes, like, as an example, one of the scenes that's been added for this trailer that wasn't, I don't believe, in the in the previous trailer is a fight scene. A big, one of those big, you know, lots of lots of CG effects fight scenes where, you know, they, they have, um, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people all, you know, rustling to battle against each other. Basically, it's the, th- the the fight scenes that we've started seeing ever since Lord of the Rings first came <laughs> out, and then everybody started doing these these big fight scenes. Um, you know, big big ba- they're war scenes, really, more not necessarily fight scenes. They're more war scenes because there's you know just lots of people trying to kill each other on some sort of battlefield, and I mean that that's so done. Like let's. Let's focus on, like, you know, wh- why do we have to have these big, you know, big epic fight scenes when we can just have, like, why why can't we just have character and, and proper, you know, and, and decent fights if it comes to that? Um, but that being said, like, she, she basically stands off to the sidelines while this is happening because she seems to be controlling some sort of wood army <laughs> like a tree army right I, I yeah like a uh and so she seems to be controlling them somehow i don't i you know uh, i obviously she's you know got got magic powers magic powers uh but you know i'm, I'm not exactly sure how it all kind of fits together because that's not something that was in sleeping beauty <laughs> um or at least i don't remember it being in sleepy beauty maybe it was in the extended cut <laughs> Look, there are there's stuff like there's still stuff that has me kind of a little bit worried, which is why I'm not raising it to like something like eight, right? You know, if I was really looking forward to it and thinking, yeah, no, I'm totally into this, um, it'd probably it'd be up it, it'd be up much higher, but it's not, and the reason is is because I I'm not I'm really still not sure. But that being said, the new trailer gives me a little bit more hope for that this this movie is going to be is going to be good i don't want to say you know excellent or anything like that but you know at least it'll be good it'll be one of those movies that you can kind of go oh yeah i'm glad i saw that i'm gonna say whatever my vote was before it's gonna stay there 
Okay. Because I, I think that there are some interesting scenes, but there's also some scenes that make me worried in the trailer. So I, I figure it balances out. No, look, that's fine. And the thing is, is that, I mean, uh, the, the, some of the new stuff that we've seen of Angelina Jolie, she kind of seems to be able to fill out that character well. I mean, we kind of knew that already because, well, you know, we talked about how this movie was pretty much the perfect pick for her because she has the presence, but also, you know, she has a tendency to pick movies that are kind of, eh, okay. So... That's basically exactly what this movie is. So I look, you know, I'm I'm not necessarily going to jump to conclusions and say, hey, look, you know, this is going to be an outstanding movie. Go and see it. That being said, my my anticipation has kind of raised to a point where I'm I might go and see it when it comes out, as opposed to you know I I won't bother if that makes sense. I, I think it does. Well, that's good. I'm glad that makes sense for you, Bean. <laughs> I strive to uh, make things... Sensical. Se- sensible. Sen- 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 sensical? Sensical. I don't know. Because sensible is just like, oh, he's dressed very sensible today. Mm. Oh, yeah, it's very sensible. Speaking of being dressed sensibly, the BBC have released a sneak peek, I guess, an image, one picture of <laughs> Peter Capaldi's Doctor Who costume. It is basically it is nothing but Peter Capaldi in his outfit uh, and a little copyright statement. He seems to be doing some sort of wavy thing at the camera. I'm not really sure what he's what's going on there. I, I, th- I think he's dancing, dancing. Because he, okay, he's, I can see that. Because he's got like the one finger out, and I feel like the hand that hand that's doing this is just going to go down, and then it's going to spin around. And he's going to be like you know telling you to come closer and do, do a little move. Yeah, do some good, do some disco moves. Yeah, okay, I can see that. Uh, you know, he definitely has the Peter Capaldi scary eyes that that have been um a, a big fan favorite so far. Um, but look, the, the the outfit, I really like it. It kind of has a little bit of like the previous outfit in there with the like with the waistcoat and stuff and like the button up coat and all that sort of business. But it also harks back to kind of some of the some of the classic Doctors a little bit, just just in like in like little ways. And kind of puts them all together and makes them something kind of new. And I love the red. I, I love I love the red lining. The coat. The coat that he wears is like a is a like a navy dark like a dark blue coat with red lining. And I mm. really like the red lining. Well, I don't you know, know why. T- to me, this outfit reminds me very much of like the first thing that popped in my head was like sea captain because that's what he looks like. He looks like an eighteen hundreds like <laughs> naval officer. Yes, I can totally see that. No, that I but I I like that's not a bad thing. I don't think I really like this outfit that he's that he's got going. I I don't really know what more to say about it than that. Like it's um, we'll 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 throw a link in the show notes for people who need to actually see this thing. Obviously, because it's um, we're doing a terrible job of explaining it vocally, but it really looks good. He's basically wearing like a a, a dark blue coat that kind of comes down to about mid thigh with, you know, with his, it's like a button up coat. He's got dark blue trout, like just trousers on um, a white, you know, plain white shirt and black leather shoes. Like it's really very straightforward. He does seem to have like some sort of waistcoat in there um, that I, that I mentioned before, which is also kind of like the dark blue color, but well- it just, like it's it just works really well. Yeah, but it gets one of those things. Obviously, each doctor is going to have their own style. 
Um, this one, I, I think we can both admit, is a bit more unusual than the past two doctors. Like both Tennant and Smith have had very much like, you know, not necessarily normal clothes, but at least a bit more, you know, traditional, I guess. Right, right. This this one does, like like we said, does have a bit of a an old-fashioned look to it. Yeah, and I, I don't think that's a bad thing, because I think it, it kind of harks back to the previous Doctors, uh, which is really nice. I can totally get behind it. I am a fan of this new outfit, and hopefully the uh, the this kind of bodes well for the for the new Doctor. Uh, I'm non. I'm very um non caring about the outfit. I guess it it, it doesn't do anything, it doesn't do anything special for me. But I figure either way, I'll be happy to see the the doctor uh, grace my TV again. Always, always happy to see the doctor grace the TV. So let's uh let's talk a little bit seriously. Okay, I'll, I'll put on my serious face. This week, uh, today at you know, at time of recording, but you know this week, the I uh, the ISP IINet um, released a a submission that they that they submitted, I guess, to the Senate Select Committee on the National Broadband Network. Try saying that five times fast. Oh, I don't even think I got it right the first time. <laughs> uh, it basically covers a lot of. Problems that that IINet sees in the way that the NBN has been handled uh, recently, and I mean, you just—I mean, I know you don't care anymore because you've got it. But for those of us who are still struggling, you know, back in back on ADSL, it matters a lot because currently there's there's nothing being done because they're still kind of farting around. Such language. Yeah. Well, look, the thing is, is that they have been. They've been doing not well, not not a whole lot, because they've been basically uh, covering off, you know, looking at all the different possibilities and all that sort of stuff. And Ironet has basically come out saying that the there's there's this massive big problem uh, in that you you everybody's looking at it the wrong way. And I mean, this is one thing that we actually talked about when we were back in back when we were first talking about it um, in regards to the. the most recent election, right? Ionet's point of view on this is that people are spending too much time talking about it, th- about things like, oh, you'll be able to download your songs faster, or you'll be able to connect multiple televisions and watch your TV shows over the in- over the internet, which are not like are not big uh, parts of any infrastructure project, right? You don't. Like as an example, when you when they go to build a, like a highway or something, right? There's no there's no talk about how people are going to be able to uh, you know get to their holidays faster. Like they, they they don't get that specific. There's talk about things like you know uh, the jobs that it creates. It talks about things like um, you know if it's going to be, for instance, a toll road, it might talk about the increase in. Uh, in revenue or whatever like that, it'll talk about like the 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 availability of you know how, how much the the traffic will improve and that sort of thing, and yet ba- we basically have the same thing here, right? It's it's a the MBN is essentially a, 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 well, it's a superhighway, uh, you know, it's it's a it's a much faster 
method of getting from what you know getting data from you know point a to point b in the same way that a highway is a much faster way of getting your car from point a to point b and so this submission that the uh that ionet has 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 put put forward um basically covers off that what they feel is is um you know a, a huge gaping issues in in the way that the nbn is being handled right and and i want to um, at least what I've understood from from having read of this is it's not just saying um, it's, not, it's not just the current government that they're kind of criticizing. It's it's NBN Co. in general. Right. It's not them um, becoming political and choosing sides. It's them going, look, since it, it, since its inception, NBN Co. has been fo- focused on the, the wrong things. And the whole debate in between the parties has been focused on the wrong things. Yeah, and that's the that's the big like the big thing, right? Because really, what they should be talking about is things like you know how many jobs it creates, uh, how many you know how much it'll improve revenue in the country and that sort of thing, how it will improve you know uh, businesses um, in in Australia and that sort of thing, and how how it will, how it'll help regional areas develop, right. Um, one of the things that they include, so they include a list of, uh, you know, object national objectives that they think should be the focus of national debate and agreement. And they reference, they actually reference uh, Singapore's, like the the goals that Singapore has with its uh, with its similar, you know, the, the similar project that they've got going on, uh, which is. Singapore's list is to be number one in the world in harnessing ICT to add value to the economy and society. To release a twofold increase in the value add of ICT to to uh, twenty six billion Singaporean dollars, um, to release a threefold increase in the value of ICT exports to sixty billion Singaporean dollars. So basically, they're saying that they want to you know that they want to add you know this huge dollar value to you know the value like the value actual of the you know their their infrastructure, but also to increase the value of their exports uh, to other countries as well to create 80,000 jobs and to achieve 90% broadband usage in all homes. These are important things to an infrastructure project that needs to be looked at. And yet we're stuck talking about things like how you'll be able to download your songs at 10 times the speed. Right. Which is again, the the wrong, the wrong mindset to, to get into. And unfortunately I think we, we've, we fell into that as well. Um, a bit during you know before the before the elections just talking about speed but obviously you know that's not everything it's just that i guess that that's the easiest right. thing to understand and the thing is is that speed is really good speed does actually help a lot of the things that we're talking about right um you know things like the improvements in like in businesses in small businesses and large businesses around the country a lot of that will become Efficiency. will come from speeds right you you can have a look um at, oh, we'll throw the link to this in the show notes obviously um some of the case studies that they include at the end they've got false case studies um some of it is very much related to speed right one of them is a radio station and uh you know the the improvements that they've had uh, to this to their nbn service well because of their nbn service Rather is is basically because of the speed, right? It means that, uh, you know that you because they used to be able to upload the the um the program the the schedules of you know within in in about an hour, um now it can now it can take only like a a couple of minutes, and 
I mean, that, that that's still to do with speeds, but it's to do with things like upload speeds, which most regular users won't necessarily realize. But when you're dealing with businesses, uploading uploading data to the internet is a huge, huge gain. And being able to do it really fast, which is a huge problem with ADSL at the moment, which is really slow uploads, being able to do it fast is kind of important. Because if you need to get something out, you need to actually, you know, if you need to fix a problem online or, you know, get something like out, you know, out to, to people in a hurry, let's say, you know, you're a, you do uh, some sort of video broadcasting service and, you know, that, that is totally about, about, about speeds. But also it's about things like, you know, stability of the service and the ability to have it everywhere at once and for, you know, also the ability to have, you know, people that you actually are having that content go to to be able to uh you know to be to be fast as well to have communications with other countries to be fast and and efficient you know all of these things kind of all play together to make uh make a make an infrastructure change like this really really important and i think this is why this is why i personally have gotten really kind of frustrated with the whole thing and i mean obviously all you have to do is go back to the, some of the episodes that we recorded prior to the election last year and you can really just get how frustrated i was um and still am because you know nothing nothing is really i mean the only thing that's changed is is that everything has stopped <laughs> <laughs> um which is you know worse but this is a huge huge issue like and they're not really they're not really dealing with it very well. And the whole thing is on kind of on the verge of being a huge disaster. And I think the, I think this, uh, this uh, submission that Ionet has put together is very, is very important. Look at what's actually important in, in at, when they approach, when approaching the NBN, or at least when the government approaches the NBN, this is the important things that the government should be looking at, but are not. There's not really much I can say. As an addition, I think we covered all the points pretty good. <laughs> right. I yeah. Well, look. I I think it's you know it's obviously something that you know. It, I mean, it's it's something that's really important to me. I know that. I mean, it's it's a lot harder for you to get enraged about it because you already have NBN, and uh, and therefore care a lot. Like it's a lot easier to just kind of you know feel okay about the current current state of things. No, I mean that's true, but at the same time like I, I want there to be that infrastructure set up because it means it's not tr- because right now all it is is I come I can come home and I can download shows you know quicker than I could before but that that's it like I want to see big changes I, I, I want this to be you know no one needs to go in the doctor's office anymore because they can just sit at home and you know Skype with the with the doctor and have have their you know appointments done like that. I you know like I want to see I want to see big changes right. and that sort of thing isn't going to come until we actually have a have a good solid uh, foundation to put these things to put to create services like that on. And I mean, this is part of the the, the lack of such a such infrastructure is part of the reason that we don't have a lot of the big kind of services that you see overseas. Uh, you know, some of them are, you know, the sort of things that are consumer services like Netflix. You know, we don't see a lot of that here in Australia because the, it's just not it's just not feasible. I mean, the, the service, there is a service that exists. It's QuickFlix. I believe we've talked about it before. But that being said, nobody, I don't think anybody uses the streaming service or at least nobody that I know uses their streaming service because it's just not, 
it's just not a reasonable thing to do on you know at current speeds I mean, as an example, I sit down, you know, I, I have I have TV shows that I watch on Apple, the Apple TV. And if I if I decide, you know, I want to rent a movie one night, let's say, you know, if I rent, I might rent a movie and I'll get about 10 minutes into the movie and it will just stop because it's got a buffer the next section of movie. And so I tend yeah. to just start the movie, pause it, kind of let it sit there for a while. And, and that's kind of the thing that people are talking about a lot. And that's important to you know to people at home sitting at home. I mean, it's not really because they don't really understand what the difference is. Really, what the government should be looking at is the kind of the the much larger, and that's that's like ninety five percent of the the job of the government. It's not to pander to like each individual's needs and oh, you'll be able to download songs faster and get you know streaming movies a lot easier. It's you know the the government is supposed to be doing things like you know creating you know big infrastructure that makes things uh, much more stable and brings the country into a, into a better situation in the future, and you know creates jobs and. Creates positive, like opens you know opens new doors for the country that weren't there in the first place. Otherwise, what are they doing? Because they're certainly not doing anything else right right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, fun times. Speaking of fun times, I think that's enough time for today. I think we'll uh, I think we'll we'll end it right there. So, guys, if you would like to read about any of the things that we've talked about today, the MBN stuff, uh, if you want to look at the Maleficent trailer or the doctor, the new doctor's outfit, then you can do that. Jump onto our website uh, for the show notes. They're at jillyandbean.co forward slash fifty nine. Our penultimate episode. That means the one right before the last one. Learning new things every day, Bean. Good on you. If you would like to get in touch with us and uh, thank us for introducing you to the word penultimate, then you can do that as well. Uh, jump onto our website, jellyandbean.co forward slash contact, and uh, we, will, uh, we will read your email and be very glad that we got one. If you would like to talk to us individually, you can do that as well. Uh, jump onto Twitter. Brandon is at brandroidattack, B-R-A-N-D, R-O-I-D-A-T-T-A-C-K And I am at Jelly Bean Soup Again, thanks guys for listening uh, It's been a wonderful episode We look forward to talking to you again next week For our final show You know, it'll be sad But it'll also be happy at the same time Because we're talking, we're talking with pals And pals are great So guys, tune in next week And uh, we, we will see you then Bye